Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com Off Day Podcast Give me a chest <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot On WEI.com. Immediate reactions to the Patriots 23-17 win over the Ravens. And I think we should start by apologizing to our listeners. Or not apologizing, just admitting that we were wrong. Because we, uh, we had this one pretty much ass backwards. Yeah, I blame you. Why? Sure. Well, see, I what what was my original score? It was like and then you talked me into it was going to be an embarrassing beatdown and if anybody got embarrassed, it was the Baltimore Ravens. So yes, I give the Patriots full credit. That was as impressive a performance as like I saw somebody tweeted, "Oh, that's the Patriots best win of the year." No shit. <laughs> like well, What do you think that was their best win obviously the last year too, like Was that their best win since the Rams Super Bowl? Yeah, if you're probably looking at it, yeah, it probably was. And And, like like beyond that, like because the Patriots were like supposed to win every single game they played in, basically, like for the last however many years. Like this, this was this was pretty good. No, it was great, and it was a typical, you know, Belichickian us against the world, and his record in like the when they're. underdogs by seven points or more is that's, that's one of the most insane belichick stats right so it's not just when they're good it's when people don't think they can win he musters up and you know they had every right to think everybody was against him because not too many people thought they could do this if any if they're being honest um but yes give them full credit you know i had just my freaking son the first kid a person i saw this one oh, i thought you said the patriots wouldn't win yeah asshole i didn't think they were gonna win i don't think anybody did i don't even think like I bet you could find a couple of players in the team that didn't think they were going to win. And, oh, yeah. And if you got truth serum and got and went through that whole roster and list of coaches, yes, indeed. There were a bunch of them that would say, yeah, we, this is a real tough one. I don't think – but – and they got help, but I don't want to fall back on that. Like, the Ravens did not play well. They uh, mentally, physically did a lot of dumb stuff. Um, they had a center who couldn't snap, apparently, in the shotgun. Nope. Uh, again, penalties, which were probably due to the Patriots frustrating them, but – And Harbaugh, like he's – I guess he's a great coach, but he seems to shit himself every time he plays Bill Belichick. Yes. Or or at least half the time he plays Bill Belichick. And 
it's like bad decisions. He's emotional. He looks out of whack. And I'm sorry, the, and we probably don't have to necessarily get into the weeds right away, but the, the Mark Ingram fourth down play where he, why would you take the most dangerous wildcat runner on the planet, Lamar Jackson, and take him out of the play and put, Oh, I'm going to be cute. I'm going to put Mark Ingram in. Not only that, how about running that play in, in the rain and the wind and all that, like, put it in someone that handles the ball like that just I don't know it just made no sense I just like that would I don't know that's like saying I got this idea we're gonna have a 50-yard dash they're gonna expect Usain Bolt to run we're gonna have somebody else run no take the guy who's the best in the world at that job and there's no doubt in my mind Lamar Jackson's that very job the shotgun wildcat run he's best in the world right now yep and you say you know what we're not gonna have him do it we're going to put a bigger, stouter, slower running back who doesn't do this all. T- and you're right, because they had, obviously, that play resulted in a bad snap and, yep. and turnover on downs. There was a play later, another bad snap, because there was a half dozen of them, yeah. where Lamar recovered, right? Yes. So even that part of it, forget about the athleticism and everything. I want the guy who is used to taking shotgun snaps as often as possible and might recover, gets a bounce, whatever, picks it up, like... Harbaugh crapped his pants again. Yes, he did. Um, all right, we're, who do you want to give the most credit to for the Patriots? Like, if you're going to point to, like, one facet of the game or unit, like, where would you start? Um, I'd probably go defense. I, I don't well, know. I'm going the other way. I don't know how they did it. Like, the other way is fine. Like, there's a consideration here. I was going to say the offensive line. Like, they, they, they had their best game in a long time. Right, but they're supposed to. Somehow – Freaking Therese Hall, Chase Winovich, Kyle Duggar, like the, a team that didn't used to be able to tackle. Uh, that was, yeah. Like All suddenly it was like tackling. The, the Ravens didn't have a run longer than 11 yards. Yeah. Like even the runs that felt like long runs, like Gus Edwards had a couple where he, like they closed quickly and they tackled. And I know it doesn't probably get as much attention, but a slippery ball in the rain also equates to a slippery ball carrier. Like, you can have trouble tackling. And they might have been their best tackling performance of the year considering who they went against. Easily. So I give those guys credit. J.C. Jackson made a huge interception, although I will say, um, I said this to my son last night, Marquise Brown, not all that impressive. No. And I think there's a chance. We fixate on Nikhil Harry blows, the second receiver taken. Yeah. I think you can start to look at Baltimore and say the first receiver taken is going to be a disappointment compared to everything else that's gone on at the receiver position. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought, I mean, it's hard to think of really bad plays from the Patriots defense. And to think this was the same team that on the same field a couple of weeks ago played the 49ers. And a guy named Jeff Wilson ran all over them. Right. So yeah, I got to give Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo. The game plan was outstanding. All of the and, – and then, again, Therese Hall and those guys for, you know, Kyle Duggar flying around. He, you know, yeah, almost the team in tackles, right, 12? 12 tackles. Almost had that, you know, Teddy Bruschi-like interception where joint yep. possession he tried to go for. Like, I'm, I'm back on the uh, Kyle Duggar build around, going to be a star defensive Yeah, player. I think, like, I got in a – Mutt, like, called me up where Friday night I said he, he's one of the future pro bowlers on the team, and he, like, had, like, a conniption. And I was like, he's been hurt the last couple of games. Like, relax. Does he even watch the games, bro? I don't know. Like, that was kind of bizarre to me. Like, he's been hurt the last couple of weeks. He's been car- compared to Derwin James. Like, he, he's, he's something special. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's – and 
I don't see, and, and we may see this feel like, I'm not sure what the holes in his game are. He's big, right. strong, fast, like as he gains experience and, and starts to a get comfortable doing what he's doing. And then more and more Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick say, this is how we want to use him. I don't see any reason to doubt that Kyle Duggar can be a Pro Bowl caliber player moving forward. No and on the other, other side of the ball, just Damian Harris continues to just – he's the number one running back. Like, Sonny Michel should – if there was one person watching that game that, like, wasn't happy with how it was going for the Patriots, it's probably Sonny Michel because he realizes his job is, like, he's now, like, the number three running back. Yes, and, I, I mean, I think he should have been playing last year. I think this this – the feeling everyone's having now, they should have had, like – 10 months ago, like he should have gotten his chance and you would have said, my God, this guy can run. My God, this guy can finish. I mean, NBC was just gushing over his physicality and finishing runs. And I mean, that's what we've seen. That's what he does. Like I joked on Twitter, I think it was Giardi retweeted like Damian Harris had 50 more yards than expected or whatever. Like who's expecting, like he's proven how good he is. And it's a, it's, and people will fixate on the physicality and the finishing of runs. He also gets a round end, like when he needs to. There's a burst, outside linebacker, I'm around you, I got eight yards, and I'm going out of bounds. Like, yep. he's not slow, he's not a power back, he's, he's the total package to me. And, you know, I am now happy because our friend Fitzy, I made a bet earlier in the year that Damian Harris would rush for 1,000 yards. I thought it might have gone down the crapper when he missed the first three weeks. Right, but he's rushing for 100 yards every game. He's back on pace. He's on pace right now if he has – the, the yards he's had in the, whatever, five, six games he's played, I think he'll finish with like 1,020 or 1,070. So bring on the Miller Lite, Fitzy. He's played, he's played six games and he's had over 100-yard rushing in half. This just in, he's good. Yes, very good. Uh, the O-line, again, like they, they dominated. Yeah, there were times in that game where they, they just did what they wanted to do. And – you know, it was get the edges at times. It was up the middle. It was – there were some big holes. Like – and and it should be expected. Again, I expect more out of them than yeah, I do the Ravens defense. Are good. They're, number, they're number one ranked scoring defense, and they bullied them. They did. They 100% bullied them. And, you know, they they play well together. Now, the gushing from uh, Chris Collins, I don't know that I've ever seen an offensive line with more precision blocking. Like, what are we talking about? Okay, they're really good. Get get off your knees. The Patriots are good. I know it. Um, but they're supposed to be good. I also give them that. Like, you got what you, you now have win. To, and I'm not going to use the nicknames like Mike Reese did on the uh, conference call questions. You have win. <laughs> why, why are you giggling? <laughs> that, that's beginning to bother me. <laughs> Cam Newton liked it. He said Mike nailed them all. Yes. Then he didn't even answer, answer the question, though. Like, that's the part that, like... Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you have your Win, Tooney, Andrews, Mason. Like, that's supposed to be your line on when you now has been able to sort of settle in. He had a shaky play early. Where yeah, that was got, it. Like, he was solved oh. after that. Um, now, that's something it'll be interesting moving forward because that is, like, obviously the question. He was, he's a guard who was overweight is there going to be a point where teams attack him athletically on the right side? And I mean, Matt Judon just killed him on that play forced. Yep. A, it was a sack forced a punt instead of a field goal. I mean, that's a game losing type play. If you play that, you know what I mean? Like that can be yeah. the difference. like Nick Foles, like, KT. He, he Foles KT could have been the difference. That sack could have been the difference in the game. Right. Right. But it wasn't like on Wendu's play was like poor after that. Like it was just a one. No, play thing. no. Yeah. It was one play. But my point is as like, 
that's how, um, like Lamar Jackson, for example, the book is out. I think teams are playing him a little bit differently. His numbers are down. The team around him is not as good this year. There will be a book out on, on when you, and at some point, you know, maybe somebody like Romeo Cornell, a defensive court who has targeted, remember the couple of years ago when they put their best pass rushers, Clowney and something like inside and said, we're just going to rush up the middle, right? It wouldn't stun me if the Texans try to scheme to get athletes specifically on on when you to beat him. Like, we'll see where that goes moving forward. But yes, the, the bigger picture, the offensive line was dominant as they should be at times. And then we had to give credit to Cam Newton. I mean, that second straight game with no turnovers, which is very impressive considering the weather. So, I mean, that's, that's how they won the game. They don't turn the ball over. How they okay. won last week against the Jets, too. Am I a sucker or like I buy what Cam is selling that they have preached to him. Listen, around here, when we don't turn the ball over, we win. You don't have to make plays. They've been saying that stat since Brady was here. Right. But even like he, he made a comment last night. Not that I, he said something to the effect, like, not that I'm not trying to make plays, but I, you know, I I realize I don't have to make them if I just don't make the mistakes kind of like, you know, game manager suddenly the mvp athlete runner i think he's embraced the idea of being a game manager right like yes. what was he 13 of 17 or 14 whatever like yeah, 13 of 17 i think quietly efficient hundred like, and whatever 20 yards right. something like that. this is how we're built to play and this was what they wanted all along all all summer they planned to run the ball play defense not yeah. turn it over you know situational football and they won that they crushed situational football last night with the the end of the half score turnover score again like that kind of ended the game right there like that was a huge swing and I think that's what they're banking on and I think Cam's bought it I honestly again this is where I don't know if I'm a I believe that he doesn't care that he has three touchdown passes and he doesn't care that if they win like I think he's fine with that being a game manager which I don't know if that should have surprised me. It's like on the broadcast, they talked about Devin telling them in production meetings, like he had a, a preconceived idea of Cam and he's so glad, like he's now played with them and it's been sort of a revelation who Cam really is, not the guy you see from afar. I'm buying into that too, that he is okay being a game manager. He's not fixated on, and and he's putting up great numbers in terms of rushing touchdowns. So that probably helps. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm buying into that as well, but I still don't think, like, he's he's a game manager, and I think, like, it's – they've changed their offense. Their offense is not what, what it was. They're on training wheels. Like, it's, right. it, it's fine, but, like, I just don't – this is, a, like, a deeper, bigger picture thing. I don't think he's part of the future plans. Like, I don't think you can – I think he, he's not part of their 2021 plans. Well, okay. Well, I don't agree with that. I think he could be. Um... But to me, this is a poor man's version of all we heard about or talked about was the Ravens a year ago went all in on Lamar. This is his offense. This is how we're going to have to play, blah, 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 blah. I think the Patriots are doing the same thing. They're leaning on their strengths. It's not as good, but you look at what you can do. And, you know, this is where I give Josh McDaniels credit. Like, he has essentially thrown the ball 40 times a game, 35 times a game his whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been times where they, oh, yeah, we're a running team for a couple of weeks. But last night, they knew they could run the ball. They knew right. they had to run the ball. They came out and just ran it and ran it. 
you mix in a trick play here, you mix in a, like a key. Okay, it's you know third and seven. Yep, we need to throw it. We'll go to Jacoby. He's our like the best one I could think of was be the what was third and three. I think in the fourth, and they threw Myers over the middle and he got four yards. Like it was just that's got what you exactly what you needed. Right, and and that's okay. And you know, again, you know, Cam has bought in. Josh has bought in. Like you don't have to fall back to your old bag of tricks, fall back on whatever your new bag of tricks is, whatever your new strengths are. And again, it's one game. We could be talking a week from now. Wow. Romeo Cornell's defense just gave Cam all kinds of problems. And wow, what an upset win for the Texans and the Patriots season is over. I'm, I'm in a one week perimeter here, but they are, we have to admit they're, they're not dead. They're better suited today than they were, you know, a couple weeks ago. Like, as Cam said, the meter is pointing upwards. He's right. Now, is it upwards enough so that you can make the playoffs? Or who knows? I, I'm, I'm not saying right. one way or the other, but it's certainly more likely today than it was at this time yesterday. Do we want to talk about the playoffs or save that? Yeah, I don't think we really need to. I mean, I mean they're, they're still in 10th place and two games back of ninth place. So, like, just because they beat the Ravens and won two in a row, people all of a sudden think they're, like, you know, right knocking on the door. They're still – a lot of things need to happen. Like, it stunned me that they won last night. Yes. We can, it yep. would not stun me if they lost in Houston. Correct. And that's kind of what I was thinking last night. Like, for as much as we did earlier in the year, like, of saying, oh, they're not this bad, they're not this bad, you kind of have to do the same now where saying, we need to see more to really know what they are. Like, just because, like, every team in the league has one win like this a year. Like, the Patriots have, have had it happen to them over the years. Like, a, a bad team just beats them. Like, well, like, look at the league this year. The only team that is above that is the Steelers. Yes. Everybody, you know, Seattle's had their bad loss or not great game. You know, like, the Chiefs. So, every the only team that's above that is the Steelers. And they've come close, but that doesn't matter. They found a way to pull those games out and win. Yep. They didn't lose to Dallas, right? So... I don't, A, I would say big picture. I don't think there's any, you know, surefire great teams this year on no. like a, a big picture. There's really good teams for the year 2020. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and you're in that mix where it's really what we've talked about all year. Like, it, like Cleveland's a team that you don't trust, right? Or Buffalo's a team you don't trust. Like you find a way to give a game away because yep. you're the Bills, because you're the Browns, because you're not right. over that hump. We'll see if the Patriots can – they weren't over that hump. I mean, this is the first time you've had wins in back-to-back weeks all year. So yep. let's relax a little bit. But right. as I wrote in my column, like last year's loss to the Ravens was the beginning of the end. We didn't know it exactly at the time. But it was. But it was the beginning of the end. Maybe this year's win is a beginning of the beginning, like a jump start towards what you – certainly Bill had – has a little hope. I thought there was hope in his voice. Yeah, he had a line too, like sort of along the Newton lines of like trending in the right. I don't know what exactly it was. Yeah. It was where we're we're progressing. We're we're trending in the right direction. Right now, we just got to do it more consistently. We got to keep it going. But I thought there was more hope in his voice than previously. Even when he tried to have hope, like he tried to say things like that last night. I felt like he believed what was coming out of his mouth. I think he was – maybe he was presently surprised, too, like that he's got that reaction from the team. Like, I put together this great game plan, and they actually executed it as opposed to every other game this season. And, 
that can have value too. Like if we're talking about teams like Buffalo and Cleveland, maybe the, the, the thing that puts you a little bit above them and, and you win a game, maybe you could drop is belief, belief in yourself, belief in Belichick, like Cam's comment about, you know, he's got the easy button or the Buffalo wild wings button. Like he tells you what's coming, the keys to victory. And if you do them, you win. Well, there's value in that. And they had that forever. I don't know if they started to doubt that over the last few weeks. And if Bill can reel that back in and, and have them on Wednesday, when they get their game plan, when they pop open their iPad and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. I didn't think we'd do that. But, right. hey, Bill's usually right, so let's go. Right. There can be value in that. It's like a placebo effect almost, you know, in, in yep. studies. So, yeah, I think the way Cam put it, the meter is pointing upwards. They're trending in the right direction. It could be a one-week trend. It could be falling. I, again, I don't rule out a stumble because they're, no. not, they're not above that. They're not good enough to rule that out. I mean, just think about it. All you'd have to do is have a turnover here, like two turnovers, and they're toast. Right. Um, so a couple things I want to talk about. Yep. What do you make of um, James White? I don't think he fits Cam Newton's style. Because he's kind of disappeared over the last whatever. Yes, month. it's been pretty quiet. I'll like say it's and, been a year. It's been the year thing. I know we had the the family thing that took him out. Um, but I, I, I just don't think he suits Cam Newton's game. We've talked about that too. Newton's not like the he has trouble throwing the touch screen pass, and that's James White's game. But he even had, I think he had two catches last night. One of them was one of those. It was like third and whatever. They had he a caught it, made a nice made a nice cut to the inside, got upfield, got the first down, and then it's like you really never saw him the rest of the way to the point where I was like, is he hurt? Is he banged up? Is he not? But he plays. No, I know. And, and it's just like, it's not weird to me that Demir bird doesn't get the ball. I don't think Demir bird's that good. I don't think he's, right. uh, it's weird to me that James white doesn't get the ball. And the isn't about it, though, James white usually only gets the ball in passing downs. They only threw the ball 17 times. Like, yeah, I, I guess I just, Maybe I'm just like. But we're used to Brady, and Brady's strength was those little dump offs and short passes, and like that's not Newton's strength. And I guess maybe like, maybe some of those plays they feel like they get more deception out of the Jakob Johnson, and he yep. catches a couple. And but also think about it too, like just the play calling, third and short, and the pass has been like a short, quick pass using James White. Now it's like a Rex Burkhead run. Right. Yeah. I just, it's weird to me. It's weird to me to see James White sort of relegated to a, you know, not even a complimentary player, a less than complimentary player. Right. Um, just er, did want to point out, did you see the play early on? And I don't know which linebacker it was. I don't know if it was Queen or the other guy that blew up Jakob Johnson so that he was literally airborne. No, I missed that one. Uh, be sure to watch. It's a run play to the left early on. He got blown up like I haven't – I don't know if he didn't – they were running like off tackle and the linebacker came kind of off guard. So I don't know if his eyes were – he literally was airborne. I thought he was going to end up on his back and he kind of grabbed on and caught himself, but he almost got pancaked by a linebacker. But uh, no one cares about my fullback, you know, watching. Uh, did you see uh, Belichick just losing his mind on Sarah Thomas twice? Yeah, and I'm with him. I he, There were separate issues – that they got porked on. And I didn't think the official officiating crew was good at all. I thought I, they porked no, both teams at various points. They're stupid. Put your damn lowering the helmet penalty away that yeah. both got screwed yeah. on. Like, 
that's a that's an officiating crew. I'll be happy if I never see them do a game again because they sucked. But um, I do think the one he really lost his mind on was the play clock uh, getting reset. Yeah, resetting the play clock. I think they did get screwed. I I didn't really get they obviously they didn't I didn't get the benefit of replays and all that to see how it all played out. I guess they probably did. But that was actually the Mark Ingram play, right? It didn't matter, right? Right. But, but he was still mad after they got the ball back. Like, I don't know. I thought I could just be seeing things because it was so windy and rainy and whatever. I swear he threw whatever papers he had in his hand on the ground. Like, I've never seen him that mad. Yeah, he was, uh, he was definitely – and there's a lot of memes making the rounds on the internet yes. Yes. off of that interaction. Um, he was very mad. There was another one where he was clearly mad about they subbed and the Patriots had to call a timeout because they didn't let them sub kind of thing. And yeah, well, that one, he called a timeout. I thought, wasn't that on the um, near interception on the other sideline? Yes. I thought, I thought he called the timeout to challenge that. Right. And he, I don't think he would have won the challenge. I don't think he would have won the challenge either. It was, it was questionable. It was, right. Because the ball, the, the one question is, if the ball doesn't hit the ground but is always moving – and then Duggar takes it. But that would just be so tough to overturn. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a chance if it had been called a pick on the field, you might have been able to get it. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, he was – and some of that was probably he, – he's in a big game. He's well, in I was going to you know. say that. Like, the sideline had more emotion, too. Like, from the Jacoby Myers' play, like, the entire sideline was, like, down within, like, on the 20, 30-yard line so far out after the play. and like. That kind of shows that they're bought in, like they're they're together. They're like they're starting to feel feel it too. And I'd also say that may have something like Jacoby Myers and Rex Burkhead. I think are two guys that I find it hard to believe anybody in that locker room doesn't like them, doesn't respect yeah. them, doesn't you know. Those are two guys that I think everybody um, probably roots for quite a bit. And it was a great play. It was a great throw. I mean, mm-hmm. it you know give give him credit and. You know, I, I'd like to go back because Cam was talking about how he took his gloves off. Yeah. I'd like to see how that – like – How that happened. The huddle taking his gloves off. I was thinking about that, too. It wasn't like there was a timeout before that. Like, Right. They, now, I guess – I mean, most players were taking their gloves off at some point because they get wet and they're yeah. kind of devalued. But if I'm on the other side of the ball and I see him taking his gloves off, I would hope I know that he's a former quarterback. Right. Like, I would hope I'd be aware of that because they didn't – seem overly aware and that's where I get back to I feel like Belichick pantses Harbaugh more often I mean every time the, the Patriots and Ravens play it's a good game Harbaugh's team shows up it's well, not, last, not last year well it was even a good game last year until Edelman fumbled I'll yeah. still say if Edelman doesn't fumble there if he's not hurt and gassed doesn't fumble they drive down and score that's a different ball game yeah so these are usually rivalry games that are tight and then at some point, Belichick pulls something out that Harbaugh seems like he's never seen before in his life. Yes. Oh, my God. Illegal formation. Oh, my God. They double passed. Like, I feel like there's double passes in half the games the Patriots well, I, also start to, I, I only saw, like, the paraphrasing of Harbaugh quotes. It seemed like he was disappointed with the weather and basically said, like, that's the reason why we lost without actually saying it. Right. He's the same guy that how can we prepare for the season this way? We're not used to this football. Like, keep making excuses and your team will take them. That's the, you know, the old Parcells quote that Dale loves to use. If you, you give your team an excuse, they'll take it. Oh, yeah. the weather. God forbid. we You play in freaking Baltimore. Like, it was, the, the same. It like saying, like, you know, the weather was the reason why I lost. But he noted, like, the poor snaps and the weather. Like, if you're bringing that up, you're using it as an excuse without actually using it as an excuse. Right. And your team will take it. 
And again, you're not the Saints. You're not a dome team from where, like, you play in freaking Baltimore. In best case scenario for the Ravens, you should be playing on the last weekend in January in crappy conditions at M&T Bank Stadium, whatever the hell their state, right? Yep. So now you're not a, you can't play in the bad weather? No, you should embrace those. Right. He's, he's, uh, it's so funny because I think all the other coaches are not very good. Harbaugh, Tomlin, but they all, they win. They are, they're, they always have 12 yeah, wins. They have games like this. Like, this is, this is why I think Belichick is so good. Like, he doesn't have a game where he gets, like, completely dominated or outcoached. Does he make mistakes? Absolutely. But he doesn't have a game where he just gets completely dominated by the other side. Right. Like, Harbaugh was a part of the loss, a big part of the loss. And I don't know how often you can say Bill is a big part of the loss. Right. That's why – even when he's not winning and I know oh, you want to trade him, Andy, different discussion. That's a long-term discussion, but the reality is you're going to win the coaching matchup virtually every time you take the field. They have to not only like be even with you, they have to beat you because Bill's going to make up for some difference between the two teams. Uh, quick question before we wrap this up. Do you think the Patriots would have won the game if the weather was like normal? Um, that's a great question. I am going to say no. I, I agree. I think those shotgun snaps were massive. Yes, and also I just think like the like the the Patriots like once they got up and were like they were rolling and like the weather didn't bother them. We're on the other side, I think the Ravens were on the side like, oh, this sucks. Like this is right. this weather's horrible. Well, like he took his gloves off and then the ball yeah. hits him right in the chest. Like yeah. I do. I think the Ravens took the excuse of the weather, whereas the Patriots took the opportunity of the weather. Yes. Um, but again, I. I I keep referring to my call. Like that happens every week. You oh, have yeah. a couple little plays that are either opportunities or lost opportunities. And I mean, I looked yesterday, all the games were like one score games in the NFL. Like you got to, those couple plays decide the game and give the Patriots credit. They took those, like you could easily see Jacoby Myers on the double pass. Oh, he throws an ugly ball and it's a pick. Oh, why are you doing that? Bill? Like, no, right. but. He had confidence in his former quarterback to throw a good ball. He threw a good ball. They executed. You win. They don't snap the ball away. And, you know, Cam was talking about David Andrews' consistency. He's always snapping it in the same point. Like, that's execution. That's your professionals. That's what you're supposed to do. And the Ravens couldn't do it, and I think in part because of their coach. Uh, The other just quick thought on the game, I was surprised that they didn't go for it in the second half when they went up. 13 with the field goal it was fourth and like goal from the two yeah I to me what's the difference between 10 and 13 like you got a chance to go up 17 three scores and bury them right but then you know the flip side is you're up 10 you lose with 11 so if I they... know I know but like you could have like it was two yards and you were dominating the line of scrimmage. I thought you could have just buried them I like I wasn't like why did you do that? Like you really lost the game there. Like I just, I wonder how much decision they actually gave. Yeah. I just think, you know, you, you take the points in that situation. Um, the weather conditions because they have the best kicker there is. Right. So, yeah, you know, if they have, if all they need is one drive together and then almost nothing. And you say, well, Tucker can kick from 60. Right. And we could lose kind of thing. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, it's certainly a point for discussion. Like, no, I, I didn't hate it. I just thought more. I thought at the time, like, maybe they should consider it. And then, like, during the timeout, I was like, they really probably should have gone for it. Yeah. And then there was another – because the, the Ravens went for it, but 
what was the play where they, they get a penalty, right? They were going to go for it, and then they got a penalty and couldn't go for it. I mean, that's, again, that's the fine line where you, A, you make the decision, but the, you execute. I, I keep going back to Nick Folk could have cost them the game. Yes. Like, but that missed PAT. Like, as good as he's been, whatever, he made 14 in a row and everything, that point could have been huge, but your defense came up and said, we're not going to allow that point to matter. We're not going to allow Yeah, let's look at their drives in the fourth quarter. I've, I mean, I've, I've three drives, they ain't going to cross midfield. In the fourth quarter, three plays, eight yards, punt. Six plays, 13 yards, punt. Four plays, 12 yards, turn over on downs. Like, that's, that's going to win every game you play if you're in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question. Because – and you weren't perfect. You gave up the long drives earlier in the game. They were moving the ball with regularity and all that. But, yeah, when the rubber met the road, your defense stood up and kept, kept Nick Folk from being well, – They also – let's sit, let's sit. The last drive, I've never seen rain come down harder during a football game than, than that final drive. Well, it, you know what it reminded me of? There was a game – Patriots played in Cincinnati 2013 yeah and it was the same thing it wasn't that bad most of the game and then the bleeping skies opened up afterwards um and I still say the weather at Gillette I don't think it was as bad as it was at my house because my house there were times where I was watching on TV the wind didn't look horrific and my like it was like 35 40 mile an hour winds here and yeah it was weird like the the tarps on like the club seats were whipping but then when you look at the goalposts they weren't really moving yeah, so, I mean, it was a factor, but I, I think they actually – it could have been worse. Well, but whatever. Hey, this is why they – Bill tells us this. This is why they practice in the yeah. rain, in the wind. You know, Chris Collinsworth, I guess the day they went to practice, it was windy and rainy, and he was like, they better prepare for wind and rain because Cam looks good in wind and rain. They better hope that it's windy and rainy Sunday. Yeah. So, again, they, they execute in it. Harbaugh bitches about it. And the, the funny part is – like literally 10 minutes after the game ended, it was just like perfect. Uh, kind of weird. It really was. It was almost like the, um, you know how the eye of a hurricane when it's like super right. windy and the eye passes over and it's dead calm. Yeah. Cause I, I did, I looked outside. I was like, what the hell happened? Like 35 mile an hour winds and sideways rain a few minutes ago. And now it's, it's perfect. But right. It was, all, uh, I mean, everybody Bill turned off his uh, weather. Exactly. Machine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, yes. All right, so a good win by the Patriots. We give them full credit. We were, we were wrong. We were owning it. No, yep. no, they earned it. Like, this wasn't like the Ravens gave it to them. They earned it. Nope. Full credit to them. But we'll just see how they take it and if they can build on it and, and actually prove that they're that team and not just a one-game fluke. Yep, I'm with Bill. Put, you know, string them together. Put some consistency here. Something to build on. But now you got to take advantage of it next week and don't drop the ball and, and kick yourself in regret later. All right, well, uh, we'll re uh, preview the Texans game later in the week, probably Friday like usual, um, and we'll see what else happens throughout the week. I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about. And make sure you go on and leave uh, reviews wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to subscribe. We appreciate. We've developed a nice, uh, consistent, passionate uh, listening audience, but we're yeah. always looking to grow that. And yes. uh, so tell a friend. If you like it, yeah, if you don't like it, if you want to make fun of us, listen to make fun of Ryan, listen to make fun of me, call me a douchebag, I don't care. Some guy told me to go bleep myself, called me football Andy, a moron, because I was wrong last night. Hey, I'm fine. We're all wrong sometimes. It happens. All right. We'll talk to you later in the week.
Peace out. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.